The clock has started. Pixel Life. This is episode 246, recording June 4th, 2023. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we have Capital V video games to discuss. Uh, we have an Xbox showcase right on the horizon. We have spoilers zone to discuss. And the rest we'll figure out along the way. You know how we do it. Uh, to do this, I have with me as always Shannon Poop Watchmore. We have to basically scoop to poop and, uh, mm. you know, put it in, put it in a jar, a couple jars and like send it out to get uh, analyzed. So, you know, Poop Watch 2023 is happening. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. That's that's all it means. You know, just it's good times. It's good times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and shockingly enough, I've been there with my own kid. I've done this. I, I, it's a part of parenting they never explain in the manual. You know, like, oh, by the way, at some point you're going to be fishing turds out of a freaking toilet bowl to send to a lab. Like, yeah, no one ever tells you that part. Bro, this one is like a total dry dock. Like, there's like a reverse cowboy hat that you put in underneath the toilet seat when he goes. Oof. So, like, it just catches everything, like, right uh. in. So, like, you're just getting, you're just getting all of it. Like, it's just assaulting the nostrils. So, yeah, yeah no, it'd be no. good. That's where that, that's where you break out the full like asbestos respirator, you know. <laughs> like so, nothing, nothing, no scent gets past the filters. Like, just like I'm just gonna rub like Vicks vapor rub all in my um, yeah. in my mustache. Just, so it's just just assaulting my nose. So, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. We'll see how it goes. Put the vapor up right in your sinuses. Um, also <laughs> joining us, we have Justin. Beat the heat, Carter. It's your boy. Yeah, uh, dude, it is hot outside, right? It is like 103 right now in Arizona. It is very sweaty. Um, luckily, Phoenix Comic Con was this weekend, so I got to get out of the heat for a little bit, even though, you know, a bunch of moving bodies in a convention center um, isn't exactly cool, but it's cooler than it was outside. And, you know, got some, got some cool stuff. I got this little, little wooden Korok guy he's adorable um like Red. i have i have enough prints even though we got more i have like 30 that i still need frames for at home but you know what's like six more but uh i saw a little wood quark boy and i was like you know what i want that for my desk so it's it's been it's been fun ate at like a nice little irish pub down the street and stuff and had a had a nice burger and some fries and a Bavarian pretzel? I don't know. Bavarian. Bavarian. Yeah. Well, it's on brand. Like you know, me with like crown, whatever that. I can't pronounce <laughs> shit. So, are you saying crown royale? Like like, like a box like about? a box of crowns. Oh. Oh, crayons. Yeah, but I, totally I thought you no, said crowns. I have always said cra- <laughs> I. I have always called them crowns. Like not cray like crayons. I can't. 
I can't say it. I've always just said crowns. That's just how And it's it amazing considering like you're not from Baltimore. Yeah. You know, like yeah. where did you get this where'd you get this accent from? Ma, get the khakis. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, it's also that's Boston for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll bring the count up now. It's t- it's talkies and tackies that he has problems yep. with, and cra- mm-hmm. crayons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those those of you you know uh, at home playing the TPL bingo, you know, mark that one on the list. How about Worcestershire? <laughs> um, I just say you didn't say it right either. It's you, Worcestershire. Yeah, yeah, I always just say Worcestershire. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, horseradish. This isn't, this isn't no, like, hobbit shit. You're not going to the Shire. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> worst the Shire? <laughs> One state to Yeah, dude, it's all. the worst Shire. <laughs> <laughs> and in the marinade, bind them. Yes. A seasoning from each race. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm extra salty. Ooh. <laughs> Seven seasonings to the lords of man. Um, <laughs> uh, we are so stupid. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the only you know, there's nothing really happening. We we kicked around the PlayStation showcase last week, um, and you know, the third party titles held within. That was that was something. Shannon, did you have any thoughts before we move on? No. Awesome. Anyway. Um, I mean, what about... Yeah, I was not in the right mindset to watch anything. Like, I mean, Spider-Man looked great, right? I'm glad Spider-Man 2 is coming out. It, I mean, it looks all right, right? Like, it's, it looks like there's really not a lot of innovation, it seems like, other than you get the symbiote suit right which kind of does some cool stuff but well and see, switching we'll between as, the as, few spider-man you know cool I, i'm just I saying mean, it's new jesus like <laughs> i'm not getting your opinion if you like it or not God damn. shannon's like one well, of I mean, the haters on twitter <laughs> over here that was like oh sydney sony showcase was pretty mid man it had what spider-man and metal gear and that was it <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even. I mean, like, yeah, I wasn't even excited about Metal Gear. I was excited that Robbie was probably going to be excited about Metal Gear, but that was about it. So yeah, whatever. I mean, it was yeah, it was it was Sony, and I did like the fact that Xbox like immediately afterward was like throwing shade on Twitter with like a, a whole bunch of Mr. Bean gifts, uh, you know, of him them dropping like all the shit that they have coming out. That's the same as what Sony has minus minus Spider Man and Metal Gear. Uh, Justin, did you were you prepared for Shannon to be this salty? Like, I know he hasn't had a lot of sleep this week, but God, damn. I know. Like, he's been gone for one episode. I thought he would come back happy. He's just even angrier than when he was on last time. When, oh, you mean when I wasn't he was angry accusing, last time. Yeah, when he was accusing you of friend crimes. Yeah, when he was playing oh, Lego Two K and told me it sucks to suck and called me cock. <laughs> right really you're just gonna roll that one just gonna roll Uh, it's always me that's the jerk it's never you no accountability over there to be fair to be fair when that whole thing which it never is i called you both jerks (laughs) let let the record show you can roll the tape back i said you're both wrong so i i also do like the 
fact like you got on today and you were pretty salty right off the bat and justin had his earphones out so he did not get to hear any of the shade that you threw at him like <laughs> right as you logged on with your camera what wait not that i threw at yeah. justin yeah, bro. Oh, like you were sitting oh. there, and you Justin was like, "Oh, you know, by the way, bro, your camera's not on." He took his earphones out, and you're like, "I know my camera's not on, Justin." Shit. <laughs> well, it's like I literally okay. just logged on, Justin. I know the camera's not on. Thank you, thank you. I just wanted yes. to let you know as I went to go get yeah. water. Now you know how I felt when Shannon was no, like, "Your was camera's camera not on, bro." <laughs> it was uh, yeah, camera police. It was like it was the whole like mic drop nature of it. You're like, "Oh, by the way, your camera's not on." <laughs> it's like what? Come on, dude! Like, like I offended you or something for logging in. It's like, I'm like, Jesus Christ! Get your fucking rigging orders, Zach. Yeah. Camera can't even be on. I don't know if you noticed this, bro, but your shit's fucked. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy being on hold with Cox for forty minutes trying to figure this out. I don't know if you noticed, but your shit's fucked. <laughs> Oh, shit. I would love that to work in IT me. and tell that to someone. Like, bro, I don't know if you notice this, man, but your shit is just fucked right now. Like, <laughs> totally like that meme of like, damn, bro, you live like this? Yeah. Like, come on, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, now that we've gone through uh, Shannon not giving a shit about Sony, um, let's talk about something else you won't give a shit about. The Xbox Showcase coming next week. Um uh, mm. Which, you know, we're starting to get some rumblings. We're starting to get a little rumblings. It's going to be the Xbox Showcase and Starfield. Because it's almost standalone afterwards. Now, it says two hours, so I don't know if this is like 90 minutes of Xbox, half hour of Starfield, hour and hour. Who knows? We'll find out. All of us together. But, uh, we are hearing the hot, hot goss out there is Fable is going to be shown at this. Which, to me, is surprising. If that's true. Because I figured that was like a 2026 game at this point. Like, I still feel like that's way far away, but if if the rumors are true and they're showing gameplay of it, that is a lot further along than I thought they were. I think it's still a 2025 game. Oh, very yeah, much. I mean, you're, very, you're probably true. That's probably true. Unless yeah. it's like holiday next year, which what I would think would be the absolute earliest you'd be seeing it. But still, that's a, that's a big name. That's a big name that we've heard nothing about since that little teaser bullshit trailer they released like a year ago, two years yeah, ago. Yeah, they got to come correct with this next like, you know, game reveal, right? And I mean, Starfield, like... I don't know, man. Do you think the do you think the buzz around this is dying off? I mean, do you think if they show more, like if they show like a full thirty minutes of Starfield, do you think people are kind of just like, okay, I get it, just give me the game, or do you think that this is going to build more hype for that game? I think it builds more hype because at this point, people don't really know. It's it's one of those things where they showed some, you know, quick cut gameplay stuff but it's one of those like is this an elder scroll type building system is it a mass effect type rpg is it a hybrid of that and i think more clarification as they get closer is going to help that game i think letting people know what they're in for i mean it's still going to be 
one of those, right? It's going to be a massive world. Justin's going to buy it 11 times RPG, but what kind is it? And I think, I think more they can answer that question going into it, the better. And I'll be honest, the more of gameplay they can show that proves, no, this game looks and runs good is going to help Xbox a lot because they they don't have credibility right now. They don't. What if it comes out and it looks like that early Halo rendition? I think that's why they delayed it a year. I think they <laughs> saw the reaction Halo got and looked at their Starfield assets and was like, oh, shit, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're just pushing that one now. <laughs> and And I think after the Redfall stuff was coming together, if you listen to that whole uh, Phil... Uh, interview that they did on what was it a kind of funnies xbox mm-hmm. podcast essentially he admitted they were real hands off on redfall and then they saw the finished thing and realized it was way too late and and that sounded like it happened a, a while ago according to him so my guess is that hasn't been the case with starfield like They've probably been all in trying to fix anything they could for like a year with that game now. So uh, they know they have to hit. They know this has to hit. So my guess is they are throwing everything at it to make it work. I would be stunned if what they show sucks. To be honest, I would be stunned. (laughs) I mean, Justin, do you, are you prepared to buy this game 11 times? Well, so, because it's coming to Game Pass day one, right? It's one of the day one Game Pass games. So I definitely want to, you know, check it out at, at the very least. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, canceled my Game Pass a while back just because, you know, Red Redfall wasn't going to get me to uh, pay the fourteen ninety nine for another month or whatever. So... Uh, once that's closer to coming out, I will probably pick Game Pass up again or whatever just so I can check it out. Because I am interested. As someone who is a huge fan of the Elder Scroll games and stuff, I'm not so much a big fan of Fallout, though, which is kind of my hesitation with it because it does seem very kind of like Fallout-ish and stuff. So I'm kind of interested to see how different is it from that and stuff like you said is it more kind of mass effect ish is it more you know have they expanded on how have they expanded on the formula to kind of differentiate it from the skyrims and the fallouts and the whatever and to keep me hooked like i like my big single player whatever rpg like i don't want some destiny kind of always online whatever bullshit so i'm hoping that you know it's going to be good, especially for their sake. They need, like you said, they need it to be good. Like if this tanks, like I think it's going to take a lot to restore people's faith in Microsoft. If this just ultimately flops. Yeah. Uh, uh, if this, it, they don't need it to be good. They need it to be great. That's, that's the position they've put themselves in at this point. You know, if, you know, if Redfall came out and was a fantastic you know an eight or nine out of ten game and forza games comes out and it's a nine out of ten game like that's that's kind of the craziest thing is every forza has been like the highest rated game every single one since like three you know and it's wild to me that they just keep doing it 
Like they they haven't missed. But anyway, so if Forza comes out and is good, and then Starfield comes out and it's just kind of like it's fine, it's great, it's a seven out of ten, you know. But it's not a nine. Everyone would be like, yeah, it's okay. It'll get better with time, you know. Like the Bethesda games always do. It'll be fine. But with Redfall tanking so hard, Forza still not having a date, and now you've put all your eggs in the Starfield basket. If it isn't a 9 or 10 out of 10, they have major problems. <laughs> like, major, major problems. And and I'm talking, like, does Xbox stay a brand problems? Not just our how do you win customers back. It's like, do you just fold Xbox? Because you literally haven't released a great game in three years. And you've lost a lot of consumer confidence in the process. So, yeah, all those all those studios they worked on acquiring, they just start dropping them. I mean, I still think they'll keep I mean, they'll still be something of a brand because they'll have games with gold. Right. I mean, so they'll have a subscription service to play games or game. Yeah. yeah. But I think what they'll do is they'll become more of like a steam. Right. Like they'll just kind of be like a front for games instead of like a maybe. Yeah, maybe. But. I mean, Justin makes a good point. Do they start spinning those studios off? Yeah, someone... Hey, anyone want to buy themselves back? And we don't <laughs> own you anymore? You know? I mean, I mean, it worked. Bungie did it. Bungie yeah. bought their way out of Microsoft. You know? Start cutting costs. They're like, man, we're not getting the returns we needed from these last yeah. couple of games. But, I mean, I... That being said, I bet Starfield smashes i bet it's a great game because they also wouldn't have put themselves in this position if it wasn't (laughs) my bet is they spent they gave it a year delay to make sure it doesn't have the bethesda bullshit that it it doesn't launch totally broken and we'll just fix it because i like to think that but this is such a huge game like a huge scope in a game right i mean sure there's a lot that can go wrong. Oh, there's a lot that can go wrong, but I mean, every Bethesda game launched broken. Mm-hmm. Every single one. You know, uh, Fallout 3, broken as hell. 4, broken as hell. New Vegas, broken as hell. You know, Morrowind, totally didn't work. Elder Scrolls, totally didn't work. You know, it is just... And then within a month or two, they did. And then within a year, they were amazing. But at launch, they sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it was like, and they, the landscape is so different now than when those games originally came out. They don't have the time. They don't have the time to just wait. It'll get better. So that's why I'm wondering if Microsoft was just like, we're pushing this a year to make sure that doesn't happen. And, and I hope so. I hope that's the case because if it launches with all the Bethesda jank just attached to it, man. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, especially because there's different levels of broken. Like, Pokemon Scarlet yeah. and Violet launched broken, but people had mm-hmm. fun with it. It was fun broken in mm. a lot of aspects. And so, yeah, it was broken, but it didn't hinder a lot of people's actual experience with the game. Whereas a lot of Bethesda games with it, they're broken as the, 
oh, I, I want my fucking money back because the game doesn't yeah. work type of broken. The, the cyberpunk broken. Yes. Yeah. Like, the, the oh, game, it's going to get the refunded. Game, the game crashed and I lost all my progress broken. That's that's what you don't want. You know, the the character repeating broken lines of dialogue can be kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But the character talking, crashing my system, and then I have to delete the game and reinstall it. Not funny. Not and, funny at all. And NBC character, NPC characters, uh, t posing all over the place in your game. Yeah, not a, totally. <laughs> not a good look. No, that was funny in Scarlet and Violet when, uh, in the opening cinematic, there was a character t posing. <laughs> I, I always thought that was hilarious. Um, so yeah, I mean. Outside of Starfield, which we know is going to be there, Fable, which is definitely rumored to be there. I, I mean, I assume we get a date for Forza, right? 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 I mean, you know it's going to be holiday, right? Like, line your coffers, have a good end of year, like, you know, have well, it, have it comes out in November. The, it was supposed to be released spring of this year. Do you think it comes out this year? I mean, yeah, I think it does. I think it okay. comes out at the end of the year. Okay, fair enough. Cool. What about Indiana Jones? Do we get anything of that? The fuck? Is that thing still being worked on? Apparently. <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard that it got canceled anywhere, but Machine Games has... Hey, they've been doing something since Wolfenstein, right? Wolfenstein mm. was a while ago. I'm like, what about so... Hellblade? Hellblade's, Hellblade smells 2024-ish <laughs> to me. My guess, my guess is spring 2024. Yeah, like that I, shit looks that that trailer that they put out for it like looks yeah. amazing. I, I I don't see that game coming out anytime soon. But I think that's that's the Resident Evil slot. You know what I mean? Like late March would be my guess. Um, but yeah, Hellblade definitely. Uh, do we hear anything about the Perfect Dark reboot that got announced? I don't know. I, I mean, think there's a I think there's a montage where they show all the games that are coming out and it takes up like a, a second. Like if you blink you're gonna miss it. That's where that one is and like <laughs> the game Obsidian's working on, Avowed. You know, that's where all these like things we've announced that we've never talked about again come out. <laughs> yeah. You'll see an Elder Scrolls like snippet in there for like a half a second just to make Justin happy. <laughs> yeah. They're like, guys, you've been waiting. Skull and bones, baby. It's here. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually be hilarious. If they're like, you know what? Here it is. It's real. Skull and bones. Yeah. Johnny Depp comes out on stage in full Jack Sparrow outfit. And they're like, yeah, skull and bones, baby. Actually, if Johnny Depp came out on stage, I might, I might be in. <laughs> I might be in. I'm like, you know what? We we can do this. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm also curious, just because, like, you know, Sony had that heist game where it was like you're fighting other teams of heist people or whatever. But then Microsoft announced that contraband game way back when. And that was supposed to be a co-op heist game, too. Like, somehow heist games have become a thing. I don't really know. <laughs> heist but, games uh, are the new pirates. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, that's a thing that could show up. Like, that's that's where I'm really curious about this showcase. I have no idea what they're going to talk about. Like, they really haven't shown many cards. 
or the cards that they've shown have been so long ago that half the, I feel like half the stuff is forgotten about. And I mean, I mean, they could line it up that 2024 is just like first party game after first party game after first party game if somehow all of these are done. Like if they come out and are like Contraband, Stalker, Avowed, Indiana Jones, you know, fucking Hellblade 2, it's all out 2024. I'm going to come away from that conference being like, holy shit. All right. Like, they're finally doing it. You know, like it's it's taken them five years, but here we are. These games are actually coming out. I just don't think that's going to happen. Like I said, I've, everyone's lost so much faith in, in Microsoft and their ability to like produce decent things. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping there's surprises in there. I'm hoping that it's like, oh, by the way, we have this, this, and this coming in this year. But I have a feeling it's going to be Starfield and Forza and everything else gets out of the way. I, I mean, just, I feel like that. What they really need is their own Splatoon clone. I mean, Sony's doing it, so they have to release their own <laughs> yeah. Splatoon. So now you can play it on whatever. It, it's not Foam Party. It's, you know, Bubble Party. <laughs> yeah. And... They're like, it's Rocket League, but it's also Splatoon. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> You're like, look. Right. <laughs> yeah, ship it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I might be in. Um... Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what that's about. I'm I'm skeptical, but we'll see. Uh, all right. Well, like I said, there wasn't much in the news, but hey, y'all, like Capital V video games dropped this week. And uh, I'm talking Diablo 4. I'm talking Street Fighter 6. I told Shannon, it's funny, we had a big <laughs> conversation. Yeah, this is, why we don't call, this is why we can't call each other that a bit, there's a big drop yeah. in videos. This is why. I, I called Shannon on uh, Friday, Friday evening, after work, mm-hmm. and was like, hey, what did you buy Diablo 4 on? He's like, oh, I pre-ordered it on PS5. I'm like, okay, uh, did you do the early release? And he's like, no, 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 I'm doing the Tuesday thing. And I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, that's what I'll do too, because, you know... The servers sounded like server issues were happening, and I figure I'll just let Blizzard kind of settle that first week out and then jump on, which, you know, has worked always in the past uh, for the most part. And he was like, yeah, cool, 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 cool. And I'm like, what about Street Fighter Six? Are you looking at that? And he's like, no, not really. I don't really do fighting games. Uh, or Shannon, you can fill out the rest here. Come on. Yeah, so... so- you know, you bring up Street Fighter. I was like, eh, I don't really know. I'm not really good at fighting games. Like, you know, the, it, it, I always feel like I'm just button mashing, and the and the controls don't don't feel right. And he's like, well, you know, I hear that they said in this one that they changed the button structure so that if you are trying to do certain moves, they're done faster and easier with like less, you know, half circle. Like trying to make sure you get that diagonal down. You can just, you know, simplify your movements to still do actions. So it still feels a little bit better. And I was like, oh, you know what? I was like, I like that. Because, like, back in the day with the Game Gear, like, when Mortal Kombat was on it, like, instead of doing, like, the diagonal, you could just do down forward and hit a punch button. And you could do, like, Sub-Zero's freeze. Or you could do, like, you know, another move that was similar. And it made the game a lot easier and more enjoyable for me to play. And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, you should probably, like, take a look at that and see if it's up your alley. Because I think, you know, it would be a fun, it'd be fun to play. And I was like, yeah. I'll take a look at it, but you know, it's like probably one of those games that's going to come down in price pretty fast. So maybe I'll just wait. (laughs) 
So, yeah, uh, we both hung up after having that phone call. And, Zach, what happened? Well, what happened was I went to go buy the uh, the the preload, the Tuesday edition, the standard edition of Diablo 4 that evening. And then I saw for 20 bucks. There was a version that included the or twenty dollars more. There was a version that included early access and the battle pass, and then I bought that. <laughs> and then, and then last night I stayed up till two in the morning playing Diablo Four. Um, <laughs> Sh- Shannon, what happened to you after that conversation? Well, you know, I got off uh, the phone call and went in and turned on my PlayStation to see if my Diablo was downloading and to see if I could upgrade it. And for some reason, I couldn't um, because there was a conflict of interest on the PlayStation store, which I Mm. thought sucked. Uh, And I had just beaten Dredge. So I was like fucking Street Fighter staring at my staring at me right in the face right there. I was like, what? You know what? It's out. It's, you know, I'll buy it. No, whatever. (laughs) So what did I do? I pulled the trigger on Street Fighter Six. <laughs> My man. Um, so yes, we we ended up both doing exactly what we said we wouldn't do, much to the delight of uh, Activision and Capcom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what? What should we start with? You want to start with Street Fighter? Or you want to start with Diablo? No, Diablo is like the champ right here. Like I, we'll we'll start with Street Fighter, right? Okay. I mean, like okay. So. So I'll tell you, you are correct. So there is a different controller setup for more modern people trying to get into Street Fighter. So now Mm -hmm. you can have your traditional six-button setup where you have, like, your light, medium, and heavy punches, light, medium, heavy kicks. Or what you can do now is basically the face buttons on your controller are now uh, light attack, heavy attack, and uh, medium attack, and then uh, special attack. So... It basically streamlines the process, and then the computer, depending on how close or far you are, will um, determine what it's going to use, whether it's going to be a kick or a punch um, when you're when you're attacking. Then, like, your uh, shoulder buttons um, are, like, so L2 is, like, your combination uh, of square and X, so that's your throw button. Mm-hmm. And then R2 basically links together your combos. So if you hold down R2 and land either your light or medium attack it basically if you hit it again it follows up with a combo for it so like you can get like your your three punch combo in uh or your three kick combo in um so it does make things a lot easier the story mode is a super campy and cheesy um but fun so far um basically what you are is a a fighter that goes into a school because you want to get stronger as a as a fighter um, so you start with, um, you know, the, you know, guy that's on the cover of the box, I forget his name. Um, but you start out in his training school, uh, si- similar to like Pokemon, you get like a rival that's at the same gym as you. And like, you guys are sent out into the open world together to get stronger. Um, so you are sent out, uh, into the open world. It's hilarious because you can fight basically anybody in the streets and they all have like, uh, levels so like starting at level one in the first section it goes up to like level 12 um, so like basically um, you get these missions through your phone which basically tell you hey go over here pick three random fights with people um, you know win those fights uh, go talk to this lady go clothes shopping because the clothes that you can buy can uh, upgrade your stats and um, you know help you out in matches 
oh, by the way, you can go over here and you can eat some food, which is going to make you like, you know, more resistant to taking damage from punches or kicks or, you know, keep your stamina high so you can do more moves. Um, and then as you go around and you beat people up in this open world, um, your rank increases with the person that you're training with, uh, the fighter. Um, the story campaign basically takes you around the city. You run into all of your Street Fighter, uh, you know, mentors. Uh, the first person you run into is Chung Lee. Uh, and she basically, uh, you become her teacher and then you start learning her moves. So like every time you go to a new chapter or a new part of the city, you find a new mentor and then you can basically stay there and beat up people until you gain all of their movesets. And then you can take those abilities on as your own and then you can, uh, go on to the next chapter. So, uh, it's, uh, I can see what they're going for, uh, right now. It just kind of seems it seems fun because you could just beat up on random people, which is kind of, mm. you know, it's it's a good way to um, pass the time uh, as far as like leveling your character up to get spe- more more abilities. Now, um, now do the pe- other people level up or are you just smacking them around after a while? No, no. So like this, that's the thing is like so there's every in in the in the world, there's it's kind of open world. Right. So like there could be a level one dude sitting right here and then right next to him is a dude juggling fire. That's like a level nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like in each zone, I guess, depending on how far along you are in the game will depend on how, uh, strong the people are in that area. Now there's like random hooligans that'll come up and like try to beat you up. Like out of nowhere, they're like thugs and gang members. Um, and in each area there's like an, you can explore and find, um, like containers and, uh, secrets. Um, though I went up a skylight and found a superhero dude, it, like sitting in like the first area, like a level one area, and he was like level twenty eight. So like, if you want to mm-hmm. go fight this dude, you can fight him, but you're probably gonna want to come back when you're like level thirty, like probably end game stuff. So um, you know, it's it, you can see everything, and then like if a person's um, color is red on their level indicator, they if they see you, they'll run at you and try to try to beat the shit out of you. Um, so you got to run away from those guys if you're not <laughs> strong enough. Um, and then there's a mile marker kind of thing that lets you know, um, like you have to win a sec, a certain number of battles before you can go to the next mentor. Um, so they have a kind of way of gatekeeping it. So you just can't like run around and like speed run things super fast, get to the person that you want. Um, the customizing, like, you know, the, the creator that you have in the beginning is mm-hmm. cool. I mean, it's super in-depth. It takes a long-ass time to get through all that stuff. They have pre-generated characters that you can just pick on if you want to uh, and use those uh, right off the bat. And then you basically did, pay... Did, uh, real quick, did you make mutton chops, Shannon? Like super <laughs> muscled muscle, mutton chops running the No, streets? you know me, dude. Like, if, I, if I'm going to pick if I'm gonna pick a character in a game, it's usually a chick. So, like, I went mm-hmm. with, like, this, like, cat girl thing that they had already pre-generated because I just wanted to get into the game. Like, it had, honestly, they wanted me to log in with, like, com id and they wanted to link it to my playstation account and like i don't remember any of those passwords so it probably took me like 45 minutes just to set everything up um so i was over like the initial like i just wanted to play the game so i just chose one of the pre-generated characters went right into the game um so but like looking at the menus for all of that like you have to take into account your size because your size will give you a further reach when you're fighting. Um, but it also gives you, it opens you up to more uh, spots where people can hit you. Uh, it makes it harder to defend. So like, you kind of want to find that balance of like the character height, uh, with the reach that you want, but still gives you kind of like the, that still, uh, complements your fighting style. 
Mm. So, you know, there's there's a lot that they did to this game. I'm only about like an hour and a half, two hours into the game right now. So there's not really much I can say to it right now. But um, I hope to play more before Diablo comes out and it consumes me. Um, but it's good. It's a good it's a good fighting game. I feel right now, like in the beginning, it's super basic, right? Yeah. Um, like but, you don't have any... but do you feel like that's on purpose? It is. And like, I'll tell you right now. It does, with the new button setup, it does feel kind of janky still. Like, if I hold down R2 and I hit the combo button, it sometimes it'll work and sometimes it doesn't. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if it's just because I have to let off of the direction because I'm usually trying to, like, push against, like, the, the person I'm playing against or I'm trying to follow them, right? So I'm wondering if that's just the flaw in the system. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, right out the gate, like, you get... Um, you All you have is... Um, a light, a medium, and a heavy attack, and one very basic super move. Like, nothing flashy. So, like, you know, the first ten battles that you're doing is basically just jump around, like, get used to the combo system, like, holding down that R2 and trying to get, like, your combo set up, and then dashing and throwing somebody. uh, Or, like, dashing back and, like, letting their attacks go by and then jumping back in and, like, beating them up. So, it's a little repetitive in the beginning, um, but n- now that I have uh, Chung Lee's move set, it's mm-hmm. it's opening up a little bit more. It's becoming more fun. All right, cool. Justin, do you have any any uh, desire to pick up Street Fighter Six? You know, it actually sounds really cool. Like it sounds like you're actually street fighting. Like you're actually just running yeah. the streets, yeah. fighting people, which mm-hmm. sounds awesome. Like it sounds like the customization stuff. I know I've seen some really disgusting weird looking characters that people have made on twitter and stuff that looked really funny like really lanky like weird disproportionate like melting face looking people Mm -hmm. um but it sounds really cool i don't know if it's something i think it's something i'd want to like try at like somebody else's house or something before i actually like picking it up but it sounds fun and it sounds like i would love to watch a speedrunner play it or something and just be like level three and then then like take on the level 28 person and just like clean house <laughs> and just like be super under leveled and just smoke people because they're actually skilled at the game well i'll tell you right now like the like probably like right early on in the game like your mentor comes out and he's in the city and he's like come find me and then like you come find him and you're like dude like why are we doing this these stupid fetch quests like I want to fight and get stronger. And the dude's like, okay, fine. You want to fight and get stronger? Fight me. And he's like level 10 and you're level three. And I one punch and he like punches half of your life away. <laughs> so it would be, you know, it would be pretty interesting to see if somebody could actually like, you know, Elden ring this kind of, and yeah. just as a level one, take on like that Superman dude. That's like 28. Yeah. And he's like, that's what I thought. Go save five cats. Come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it's, It'll be good. Uh, I'm like the graphic wise, it's great. Like just story wise, it's cheap. It's like super cheesy. Um, and then uh, like the dialogue, there, there's no voice acting in like the city scenes, right? So there's a lot of reading because everybody's like super wordy. Um, it's just the cutscenes that they have talking. So I don't know. It's kind of like a fifty-fifty. You know, me and reading a lot. It's just kind of a bummer. You and reading, <laughs> yes. Um, the one, the one thing you didn't really touch on that much is, like, what about the visual style? Because, like, remember 4 had that super mm-hmm. unique art style, and then they mm-hmm. went away from it in 5, and everyone was like, what the hell? Like, you nailed it in 4. Why are you changing it? Like, how's how's 6 looking? Mm. 
It's all right. It's kind of like a mix between the two. It's like the hair physics is still a little wonky and like weird. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as far as like the character models and renderings, like they're, I mean, all like all I've seen right now is like um, the beginning dude and Chung Lee. I haven't seen anybody else. So I don't really know what their models are going to look like once I actually get to fight them and see them but like mm-hmm. everybody on the street they're like super polished um their movesets are all pretty much the same like you can guarantee like once you start fighting a dude on the street he's the first thing he's gonna do if you're far away is throw a knife at you so like jump over that duck down sweep like and then get a combo in real quick and then back off and let him do it again and then jump in and like punch his face um so there's a lot of work right because everybody in the city is different they're dressed different like the models are the same. Like I beat this one dude up, and his twin was like standing right behind him in shock. Uh, but I mean, it it's all right. Like it's it's nothing to write home about. It's not like you know what was it four? Um, but you okay. know, it's good. It's better. It's better than the last one. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've been playing a little game called Diablo Four. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 awful, Shannon. You you shouldn't regret. That, uh, no, I'm lying. It fucking rules. Uh, what class did you choose? So I started with a necromancer. I always mm-hmm. start necro if if available. Um, I I just love having a squad of skeletons rolling around with me and mm-hmm. like murdering people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you can level up the different kind of you know things you can raise to mm-hmm. uh, do your bidding. Um, I remember Diablo two. After a couple patches, you could go like a minionless necromancer build, and it was incredibly powerful once you got past like level 15. I'm not sure if that's still available looking at the tech trees, if if it gets like that. But I'm, I'd be down to find out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so very similarly, there is a, you know, you pick your your class, and then you pick... Uh, male, female. I, I went a necromancer lady, mm-hmm. um, as I want to do. And uh, same thing though. You, at that point, you're picking face, you're picking makeup, you're picking hair, you're picking eye color. Uh, I always do the same thing. You go, you know, white, gray hair, piercing teal eyes that glow in the dark. It's it's always a winning combination. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and then it starts. Uh the one thing that has been constant literally since Diablo one, the cinematics in all of these games are jaw dropping for the time. <laughs> and this is no different. Like, I don't know if you remember the cinematic that they released a while ago now of the people going with the tomb and then Lilith being mm-hmm. reborn. That mm-hmm. is the opening of the game. Gotcha. Like that, that is how the game starts. And then, <laughs> What is really cool is as you're starting your character, like there's a cinematic that's playing as you're traveling through a forest with your character, like in it. And then you wind up at this town and then the town um, is like, oh, there's these, this madman priest has stumbled out of these ruins and he's screaming about demons and he's trying to like attack the people in town now even we got him sequestered and you like see all this happen when you get there and you're like oh I'll go take out these ruins you know like no problem so then you go and beat up all the ruins you come back and they're like hey we can't pay you 
dude. Like, we're this poor little outpost village. We got no money. But we'll feed you, and you can have some beer and hang out for the night before you take off. And you're like, yeah, okay, cool. Well, they end up poisoning you. <laughs> and then you pass out. You get thrown. And then, like, another cinematic starts, though. And you get thrown onto a cart, dragged into... Uh, it's it's one of those like in world cinematics though, and then you get dragged into a barn where there's bodies hanging everywhere and like all this stuff, and you get uh, some blood petals thrown in your mouth, right? And you're gonna be a sacrifice to Lilith, and uh, <laughs> and then that madman priest comes out, murders the dude that's about to kill you, and uh, you re- he says, hey, they drugged me too. I'm not mad. Like I was drugged. That's that's what you saw. And like we need to get the hell out of here because the whole village is coming to attack us. You slaughter the entire village at this point. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, "We need to go to the chapel. You know, we need to figure out. It looks like it started from there, so we need to figure that out." You break into the chapel, and then another just fantastic legit cinematic plays where it shows Lilith arriving to the town corrupting all the people they murder the priest that's there in glorious high res 4k fashion um and then Lilith says like well that was the first we're on to the next one to her like minion dude and she leaves and now the town is you know corrupted basically at that point you get sent on a mission to grab this dude go to the, you know, capital city, they're like Vatican City equivalent, you know, and let tell everyone what's going on. And once you do that and get there, that's when you're in like your hub world. That's where now you can access your stuff. You can see other players. Uh, you can go on missions. And, and it's funny because like I wasn't teamed up with anyone, but all of a sudden you'd run somewhere and there's like two other players and you can just murder people so much faster. Like, it's just one of those because there's, like, real people there, and you're just... But the thing that's cool is everyone gets their own drops. Good. So, like, all the gold and gear no one was growing for, and I'm like, oh, that's that's because it's mine. They can't even see it, you know? Like, so it's it's awesome in that regard. Uh, Now, visually, it's Diablo. Mm -hmm. If you've played Diablo, you know what this game looks like. That being said... It's the most beautiful version of Diablo I've ever seen. Nice. Now, I'm torn, though. Let me ask you a question, Shannon. Mm-hmm. They made Diablo, right? Like, it is straight up, it's Diablo 4. Mm-hmm. They didn't do the Torchlight 3 thing, where it's like, we're going to change up a bunch of mechanics. We're going to tweak all this stuff. Uh, we're making kind of a new one of these. They just made Diablo in a really, really good one. I'm kind of torn, though, because it's like you had all this time and you could have made some more innovate. It's been 11 years since Diablo 3. And it feels like there just could have been some more innovation there, like a system or two that they could have implemented. It, it seems like they played it really safe, mm-hmm. which is great because it's a great game. Like it's it feels really balanced it feels you feel like a badass walking you know like the loot system already is great the gold system already is great the up tree or the tech tree upgrade system up tree that would be a name for it uh would be 
top tier of anything you've played. Like the the ways you can create your own character however you want to play this game has never been greater as far as like your necromancer and mine are never going to play the same because you're never going to make the same choices because there's so many of them, you know, that as you can go, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. I think it's great. The the gear aspect of how you want to dress up your character and make it all look totally awesome, totally great. But it's Diablo. Mm-hmm. And and that's where that's where I'm conflicted because I love it. I love this game. It's it's fantastic. I like I said, I bought it and played it for four straight hours without <laughs> blinking. You know, like it was when I got cold in the room, I realized <laughs> that it was like two in the morning and, you know, it, it's now cold outside. So I'm cold. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, the store they've included cause everything has a store now. Everything's mm-hmm. a live game. There, there are only co- cosmetics in there and, I'll be honest, from everything I've seen in the game, I don't ever see a need to go to the cosmetic area. There's no, like, real-time auction house debacle that Diablo 3 had where it's like, no, I need to buy gear. It's like, no, all the gear comes from game, in-game, and all all your pretty Barbie clothes come from the cosmetic store, you know, which is fine, which is, I, I think that's the best way to do that. If I can just play the game and play the game, that's great. I don't care. Um, I'm in, I'm excited to try it maybe this weekend, Shannon. Shannon For with sure. Uh, For sure. online with the boys, uh, and see how that plays because obviously I haven't done that yet. And uh, yeah, it's it's great, man. It's really good. That's right. so. I'm so jealous. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. I immediately when you said that you bought it and like you were playing it, I was like, fuck, I should have gotten the early one. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went online and it was just like, no, you can't like you already purchased it. Sorry, idiot. Like you got to wait like the rest of us. And I was like, God damn. All right, fine. Um, But yeah, it's just I don't that doesn't um, that doesn't bother me. Right. Because, you know, Torchlight, like Torchlight 3, like when they revamped everything, they ruined it. Mm -hmm. Like the Torchlight 2 was great. Torchlight 3 was garbage. Like, I just did not have fun playing that game at all. Um, yeah. So to play it safe like that is fine. You know, I, there are the character classes may feel stale initially. Like, oh, okay, I have to pick a necromancer again or a demon demon hunter mm-hmm. or whatever. But, like, as long as you can keep the skill tree innovative and interesting, I think that makes a huge difference on playing the same character. Um, you know, I think that would be the way that I would go because I usually do a necromancer as well. But like, you know, to I think to keep the party fresh, um, you know, I would I would probably have to choose you know something else, which will be fun. Um, the fact that you can just openly like wreck shop with other people in the same area, I think revitalizes a lot, um, especially yeah. since the monsters will probably stack if there's other people in the area that are you know doing some damage control. So fighting legendary monsters and things like that, I think, will be a lot more fun as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, being a lot more strategic. Um, so it seems to me like they're taking good steps into the 
partying like the party aspect of it like you know getting more people uh in the same area to interact with each other um and and figure out a situation uh as opposed to you know making it feel very you know solitary like before like it was a very closed off experience before um so i i think that there is innovation rather it while it's not large steps in a direction i think they're important steps because it uh it rebrands that game right i mean it Mm -hmm. now moving forward people are going to come to expect being able to just randomly encounter people to help them through these tough areas and they will have this hub world which makes things easier and they can rely on getting the good stuff um through you know multiple playthroughs instead of doing uh you know having to wait for an auction house to get the things that they need at a price that they can afford um so i think there are some some great pivots um in their dynamic and i'd be interested to see how this plays out over the course of the career of this game yeah uh, and that's the other thing with a game like diablo 4 to to kind of go off of what you just said this is like the first couple days of something that's going to go years mm-hmm. if it's anything like people still play diablo 3 mm-hmm. and from what I've played, there is no reason why this game can't do the same thing. I mean, it's it's going to take something catastrophic, I think, as far as a you know, upgrade failure or a patch that just crashes the game for two months or, you know, something. It's going to have to be something like that for people to fall off this because mm-hmm. I know the way I played Diablo 3. I can see myself playing this for... It's going to be the game I play when there's nothing else to do. Like, when there's just the, like, eh, I don't want to play that. Eh, I don't really want to play it. Oh, Diablo 4. Okay, yeah, let's go. I was going to say, this week has probably been the first week since I've gotten my Steam Deck where I've actually been compelled to play more on a console than I have to play you on know, my Steam Deck. You know, that is very true. That is extremely true, yes. So, you know, I... I I'm excited to be back on my PlayStation. Um, so I, I look forward to to getting my hands on Diablo on Tuesday. I'll be very excited. <laughs> you know, there was something... You're not wrong. There was something there about holding a controller and sitting in front of a big TV again. I, I agree. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, Justin, have you picked up Diablo yet? I have not gotten it yet, but you can bet... Uh... Uh, Friday is payday, and mm, that is mm-hmm. when you know Diablo Friday morning will be getting installed. And now, is Megan gonna let you play it on her PlayStation Five? So that's what's funny is because I asked her <laughs> about it because me and her have always played Diablo together. We played it together mm-hmm. on the Xbox 360 when we bought it again on PS4. We played it together. We each bought it on our Switches to play together. Um, and so I asked her about getting it on the PS5 and she actually wants to get it on the Xbox one because that's in the living room. Uh, Mm -hmm. but it's cross platform. So I, cause Mm -hmm. I just looked it up and it's like, you can play on PS5 and Xbox and whatever. So I was like, all right. And plus we only have one X PS5 controller anyway. So we'd have to get a spend $80 to get a second one. Whereas I have four xbox one controllers or whatever so um i'm probably just gonna get it on that but nice i am excited hearing you talk about it i'm very excited to play it 
Now, why haven't you just picked up, like, a Series S? Huh? I just haven't had a reason to. Like, there's nothing that's out that on, like, Game Pass or whatever that... Like, anything that's, like, oh, it's a Series S exclusive, like, through the Xbox One, you can just play on cloud. Like, cloud mm. gaming, whatever, and my I have good internet. So, it's, like, I've never had an issue where I felt like, oh, dude, this runs, like, ass on the original. Like, sometimes it's, like, the initial loading or something might take a second yeah but once it's actually in game and like running like i think hi-fi rush was maybe was like that or something where it was like oh it took a second like maybe a minute to load but then after that it ran just fine so i've never had a reason to want to upgrade is diablo 4 actually available for the xbox one i thought it was series and ps5 only no no it's you can get it for ps4 too yeah yeah it's on all the previous gen stuff too so and besides, I, mean, I mean, Justin doesn't want to buy a new Xbox because he's got to buy Starfall like 11 times. So. Well, yeah. I mean, I have to wait until the Elder Scrolls Six <laughs> Xbox Series X comes out, and that's the one I'm going to get. Well, <laughs> I figure it's just because he has that money pegged away for one box of Magic cards. Yeah, you <laughs> do, you do, same price, you do so. have to understand that the, uh, the Lord of the Rings Magic set also comes out this month. And uh, Megan has already said that she wants at minimum two boxes of the I was going to say, she's, ar- she's already spent your rent on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. on pre-orders. She's, so. she's already brought it up like three times. She's like, we, we are getting multiple boxes of the Lord of the Rings. So she's like, <laughs> I do want one to not open and keep. And I'm like, okay, yes, we will get multiple. Like, calm down. It's okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to laugh my ass off if they just remake the Black Lotus as the one one ring. You know, like it's just it's the same card. Uh, have you seen? I, well, hey, as a, as just an aside here, I don't know if you know, but there is because there is a card that is the one ring, and they're making Ooh. it's a super foil, whatever, and it is a one of one card. That oh, serious? In the Lord, yeah, it is a one of, and it says one of one on it, and there's one in existence. And on Twitter already, there has been open offers where people are like, dude, if you pull this card, like. I will give you $300,000 for the one. Like, there's already standing offers for whoever pulls it. There's been other people that are like, dude, if you pull it, do not say you pulled it. You message me, and we will auction this shit, and I will take a percentage (laughs) and, like, handle it. So there's been, like, underworld dealings happening on the internet for (laughs) this one-of-one ring-to-rule-them-all card. It's fucking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, it has mm-hmm. been like straight up like that. Everyone wants this one of one card. Now, what if no one pulls it? Will Megan look at her box of sealed cards and wonder what it? Yeah, yeah. And just be like, mm-hmm. that's what people have said. It's like it's just gonna sit in someone's closet for fifty years yeah. in a box. Is people aren't gonna open it? Bro, some five-year-old kid's going to buy a pack and get it, and he's going to put it in the spoke of his tire and ride around with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what a lot of you people do. I hope so. I hope so. It's going to get be great. opened in, like, a draft or something, and someone's like, dude, I don't, I can't use this, and it's just going to get slept on, and someone's not going to realize what they have. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, yes, everyone should get Diablo 4. It's fantastic. Um, I mean... I'm assuming you've just been playing more Tears of the Kingdom, Justin? No, Zach. I've been playing a <laughs> lot of Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, oh. I, I'm about 100 hours in. And, uh, and about 20% of the story completed. 
I'd say about fifty percent of the story completed. <laughs> you thought about that? For a I while, did. Though. I did you have th- to think yeah. about it. Uh, so I spent the last three days doing the depths because there's the sky area, high rule, and then the underground, which is the depths. And the depths are literally the same. It's almost like the upside down for high rule. So it's mm. literally the same size as high rule, and uh, you have to light. It's very dark and spooky down there, and you have to light up what are called light roots. And I did this for three days, and it only occurred to me on the second day that I was like, dude, fuck. These light roots are in the same exact location as the shrines in Hyrule. So if you know where a shrine is and you switch to the map for the death, you know where the light root is. You can mark it because it is in the exact same spot. It's just like the underground for and the name of the light root is the name of the shrine backwards so it legitimately mm. is like the upside down so i was like god damn it so i spent the last three days unlocking all 120 light roots that are <laughs> in the underground but by doing that now now i know where all 120 shrines are in hyrule so oh. then on my map i was able to mark all the missing ones that i'm missing so now i can just fucking run over those areas and it's a lot quicker for me to find where the shrines are now because I have a good estimation as to where they are. Uh, so I did a lot of that, and I did a lot of costume hunting because I love the outfits for <laughs> Zelda. That's one of the things. I didn't get all the Korok seeds or whatever in Breath of the Wild, but I got all the outfits, and that's what I've been doing in this one is there's a bunch of them in the depths. So I collected, like I got the dark dark link one so it's all black with like the red eyes and stuff i got a lot of the like ocarina of time outfit set the skyward sword set the um breath of the wild one the wind waker set so i have like all the different fan most of the amiibo sets and stuff that you could get through amiibo you can get in the depths you just have to find them so i did a lot of hunting for those and then there's also coliseum fights that you have to do to get certain masks. Like to get the Majora's Mask, you have to do five really hard fights in a row and stuff. So I had to do that mm-hmm. and stuff. So I did a lot of that. So now I'm like, cool, I'm basically done with that area. So now I can like go back up to Hyrule. And uh, I still have, I've done two temples. I've done the Wind Temple and I've done the Water Temple. So I still have the like Goron Fire Temple, and then I think the other one's like a Thunder Temple or something like that. So I still have those two to do, which are more like the actual main quest story missions, but I've kind of just been running around, getting hearts, getting outfits. I have like 20 hearts now. Um, So I need to... I used up all my good weapons in the depths, so now I need to go get some better weapons, and then I can go futz around with doing some more temples. Um, so been doing a lot of that, but I also played a, a little bit of humanity this week. Oh, you did? Yeah. I got through the, the first, like the prologue for humanity, which some of the levels were what I played in the demo. So it went by really quick, but some of the levels were because the demo was like a good compilation. I think of other levels later on in the game as well. It was kind of like an assortment to give you a gist of the overall mechanics and stuff. So there were some levels in the prologue that I hadn't actually got to play before. So I did that, and God, dude, that game is so good. I love The soundtrack is great. It controls so good. Like, I love being the little dog and surfing through the people and stuff. And 
you bet your ass every time I like get the the goldie get the goldie boy and then he falls off the level I'm like nope and I just hard reset I'm like we're we're getting golds <laughs> I I'm not playing the not collect gold people here like if I lose them I will hard reset the level to get it um so so yeah I played like the first like I think it was like 12 levels I'm in like the next whatever little area chapter thing which the the plaza mm-hmm. the little overworld plaza thing i thought was cute as the dog i was like trying to i was push running through the crowd trying to push yeah, people yeah, yeah. i was trying to push people off the ledge and stuff and realized i couldn't i just kind of pushed them out and then they'd kind of go run back into the pile and stuff but it's it's a lot of fun i do really want it it's like man dude i really want to play more of it but i really just want to get through zelda so then i can just start <laughs> Because I know it's one of those things where I don't want to just leave Zelda to the wayside. But I also am having so much fun. It's not like I'm sitting there like, oh, dude, Zelda's dragging on. I just need to mainline the story and go do whatever. It's like, no, I'm enjoying doing the shrines and exploring around and still having a lot of fun with it. So I don't want to just rush through it to be done for the sake of being done with it to move on to something else. It's Humanity's rad, though. No, it's really cool. It's great. Right? Dude, I, I will tell you right now, like, Humanity will be somewhere on my top ten for Game of the Year. I don't know where, but yeah. it, it's not falling off. Like, I kind it, of had that same thing you do, though, because I'm nowhere near finished with Humanity, and I just don't know when I'm going to get back to it, because Diablo's going <laughs> to soak up all my time Consume right now. Consume you. Yeah. It's honestly the thing that stopped me from getting Street Fighter 6, too. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to play both these games. I'm just right. not. You just don't have the time. Yeah. There's too exactly. many games. <laughs> well, I mean, two just heavyweight dropped in the same week. It's like, oh, my God. It's well, nuts. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel, man. Because hu- Humanity, Zelda, and LEGO 2K all came mm-hmm. out the same month. And it's like, I'm still playing Zelda. I still really want to play Humanity. And I still really want to play LEGO 2K. And then now Diablo's coming out. And it's like, <laughs> dude, like, I'm not going to have, like, I'm barely going to have time to play Diablo and Zelda and let alone go back and play this other shit, man. And it's just more stuff dude. is just going to come out. <laughs> Zelda 2K and Humanity came out within, like, 10 days of each yeah, other. Yeah, it was dis- it I was, the same month. I was sitting there banging just... two rocks together playing fucking Phoenix Wright for three yeah. weeks. And I'm like, why couldn't humanity have come out then? <laughs> like, right? Right? Uh, I'm sitting there going like, you know, yeah, same thing, same thing. I'm like, you know, what what indie bullshit game that I've wanted to play can I buy off of Steam right now to play on my Steam deck, you know? And, and <laughs> granted, I really like Dredge. I really like, you know, Case of the Golden Isle. Case of the Golden Isle is fantastic. Let's be honest, I much would rather be playing Diablo 4. You know, it's just, I mean, what are we doing? Um, so, yeah, I, like I was saying last week, I'm happy I played those games because now I I know I would never get to them now. But I played them, I beat them. They're good games. They're not Diablo. They're just not. <laughs> but, um, all right, do we have some sirens? Do we have, do we have do I, am I hearing sirens? I hear some sirens. You know, I do too. Your boy saw some movies this week, <laughs> gentlemen. Um, and uh, let me start with the movie I saw today. Uh, my my girl wanted to have a daddy-daughter day. 
So we we started with some donuts and uh, a little park time, and then we went and saw the Little Mermaid. Nice. The, the live action, new in theaters, Little Mermaid. Now, gentlemen, I'm not the biggest fan of the Disney live action remakes. Mm-hmm. I I will go so far as to say all of them have been bad, and and if not bad, completely forgettable. I mean, I'm I'm trying to remember other than Lion King, what other live action remakes there were. Uh, Aladdin, I, Jungle Book, I think oh, was one of the yeah. other ones that was revered as being actually good. Except for the King Kong sized King Louie, which I never understood, but yeah, I mean Jungle Book was all right. Uh, Beauty and the Beast got a live action remake. Um, okay. Yeah, there's been a few. Dumbo. And, so basically, I'm proving your point. <laughs> I think they did Cinderella too. I think. Um, regardless, my point exactly. And uh, going into this one, I, I felt no different. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to this because my daughter wants to see it. All right, here we go. And uh, I, I am shocked to be here telling you that that movie was good. Like, it not only was good, it was real good. And, I mean, my sister is a huge fan of Little Mermaid. I was exposed to The Little Mermaid a lot growing up. Uh, That VHS got worn out in my house. But they they made some story changes in, in this version that actually make a lot more sense. Like, to just how the story plays out. You know, uh, for example, when human Ursula shows up in in the thing to, like, make sure that Ariel doesn't succeed, they don't instantly go get married. There's no, like, oh, we're going to go on a barge and get married now. It's, oh, we're going to a ball where I'm going to introduce you to, like, all the other people in the court. Which, yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Like, it, it, you know, it's like, yeah, there's a, like, and I mean, his family and everyone's, everything is still like, uh, bro, you sure about this? You sure? And also, he isn't like maddeningly in love with this person because he kind of saw her once as he was coming to. Ariel used the siren song on him to like pull him in and like bring him back. So he's kind of hypnotized by the siren song that now Ursula is using and like mind controlling him. And I'm like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Like, okay, like, sure. That's why this guy is like freaking out and doesn't know right from wrong and like all this stuff. Um, the, the change in the cave where Ursula makes her deal, the little like creature things in the cave, those aren't, Mer people that couldn't pay. There's dude, there's skulls and mermaid skeletons around. Those were the people that couldn't pay. That was just they they never allude to them being mermen or or ladies. You know, it's just one of those like they're just creepy. That's all they are. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh when Triton makes the switch at the end, Flotsam and Jetsam kill him. They don't he doesn't turn into one of those things. They shock his ass to death. <laughs> and it's one <laughs> of those like it was shot like no pun intended, shocking in the theater when it happens. It's like, wait, Triton dies? Like, what? 
And then, you know, at the end of the movie, the trident brings him back to life. But it's it's one of those things where, like, it's changes like that where it's a lot more... It feels a lot more grounded, as much more as a mermaid story can be, you know? Uh, you know? And when she opens the box, I think there's actually 20 things in that box, not like 10, like the animated movie. And it's like, can you count? You know, whatever. <laughs> um there's no there's no written contract in in this one. It's more like she makes a blood offering to the spell. Um and then also the one of the biggest changes that I, I thought really was good, Eric doesn't kill Ursula at the end. Ariel does. She's the one on the boat driving the boat and and stabs Ursula. Which guess what? Makes a ton more sense than, like, Eric just happening to land on a ship and stabbing her. Like, <laughs> the the sea witch just killed her dad. Of course she's gonna be the one that stabs her. You know, like, why would she be helpless on a rock while, you know, this dude that barely knows her has to save her? It's like, no. Ariel did it herself. Like, like, you know, she got her revenge, which actually works a lot better. Guess what? That totally works. And it's funny because, like, there's a lot of, like, things I could see people eye-rolling at as, like, oh, this fucking woke garbage is PC garbage, blah, 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 blah. Like, all her sisters are completely multi-ethnic, right? There's a there's an Indian lady, an African lady, a, an Asian lady, a Nordic-looking merlady. They actually explain it in a region, in a reason that makes complete sense. Every single one of them manages one of the oceans, one of the seven seas. So yeah, the Indian Ocean, you know, the African coast, the North Sea, the Pacific. Like, yeah, that actually makes a ton of sense. <laughs> of course they would look like the area they're, they're in charge of, you know? Um, you know, so stuff like that. And, and I have to say, the new version of... Uh, under the sea, awesome. Also, minus the racism, awesome. Like you know, uh, the 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 highlight as far as music in in the thing goes is the rendition of "Kiss the Girl" with the visuals that happen is jaw dropping. Like it's awesome. It's it the whole visual part is stunning, and. Shannon, I'm glad you're sitting down for this. But you know in the beginning of the animated movie when they're exploring the shipwreck and the shark attacks them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the sequence in the live-action shark attack is better than, like, any fucking shark movie I've seen <laughs> in the last 10 years. Like, it kicks the shit out of Deep Blue Sea, The Meg, any of them. Like, that shark attack is intense and awesome. And that shark has fucking is there for bad business. It has evil in its heart, man. It is in it is going after her with the quickness. And it was rad. Like I I'm stunned how good it was. It was a good movie. Like I recommend you watch it. Did your daughter I, think it was intense, like those scenes? Um she thought the end was pretty scary. And then when Ariel becomes human, she thought that was scary. That when the shark attacked, all of a sudden I could have only just paid for one seat because she climbed <laughs> up pretty much on me and stayed there the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. But 
but outside of that, she she was okay. She thought it was pretty good. Was it jarring to see like Flounder and Sebastian as actual like and like you know fish and crabs? Flounder more so than Sebastian. Like you get used to Sebastian pretty quick, but Flounder every time it spoke, you're just like, mm? Mm? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Scuttle though, actually the the bird. Mm-hmm. That's a good change. So it's it changed from a, a a dude to to a ladybird, but Scuttles Scuttles hilarious. Scuttles good. Like yeah, there was a scene I saw, like in the commercial where like Scuttle is under the water for like a minute, like with mm-hmm. no air bubble or anything. I was like, how's this bird breathing? <laughs> the well, bird would be dead. <laughs> I had that same thought. They're having a, a whole conversation under the water, mm-hmm. and then what's funny is that thing ends with her realizing she's late to the to the party or whatever mm-hmm. and scuttle being like yeah and i need air and he like takes <laughs> off the surface it was really funny but yeah mm-hmm. good all the way. and justin still doesn't believe me i can tell like i'm just I'm, putting I'm genuinely <laughs> sh- and that's the thing i felt bad because i felt like i may have came off as an asshole when i genuinely didn't believe- <laughs> i thought you were just trolling in your initial no. post like oh dude little mermaid was great and i'm like I, I don't believe you, and I didn't want you to think that I was trolling. I was just like, I anything I saw from that movie, trailer-wise, I did not think it was going to be good. I did not have faith mm-hmm. in it. You talking about it makes me actually want to watch it when it comes out on Disney Plus to see, yeah. to, to confirm that it is actually a good movie because I am honestly shocked that you saying that you haven't liked any of the other live-action Disney mm-hmm. movies – and but you like this one makes me want to watch it to see for myself. And and I don't know the actress that plays Ariel, but she kills it, dude. Like the vocals and the singing parts, it's just one of those like like I kinda wanna know who she is now. Like she's good. Like she's really oh, good. The, the hate that she's getting is rather undeserved, you would say. Oh, completely. It's we all know who what kind of groups are giving her the hate. Like Let's be honest. Um, and uh, Melissa McCarthy, awesome as Ursula. Like, she's really good, but not as over the top as the animated version, but I think it plays better that way. Mm-hmm. You know, she she delivers a lot of the familiar lines in a different manner, but it works in the context. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Gabe would like it. I, I do. You should check it out. Yeah, maybe when it maybe when it's on Disney Plus, like Justin was saying. But mm-hmm. um Yeah, and then me and Justin saw a little movie. Yeah, we did. Uh did you see this, so Shannon? Jealous. No, uh like this weekend, um I understand. I understand. Yeah, but get away from me. Uh Okay, so let's dance around it a little bit, Justin. No, yeah. no, you know what? I you're not I don't think you're gonna ruin it for me if you if you wanna go ahead and spoil it. Because uh, who knows how long it's going to be before I get to see this thing, man. Well, we I think we can do a good job of talking about it without going too in-depth here. Um, Justin, let, let, you start. You start. Yes. So we went and saw – now, I always mess up the name. I know it's Spider-Verse, but is it – because the first one was Into the Spider-Verse, right? That was mm-hmm. the first movie, and this one's Across the Spider-Verse? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we went and saw Across the Spider-Verse, and – that movie 
is, I mean, the first one, visual treat. I do not know how they topped it, and yet mm-hmm. they all the different art styles just come together. They somehow, like, they somehow made the spot genuinely terrifying. I don't know how. The spot is such a, like, <laughs> D-list joke villain. And mm-hmm. in that movie, it's like, oh, oh, man, dude, you know, he's, like, fucking crazy. <laughs> and, like, the visuals of him throughout the movie as he just progressively like yeah. becomes stronger and like weirder and stuff uh it gets like his animation style becomes unhinged and very like shaky and uh inverts like colors and just becomes very horrifying looking which is so dope um well yeah that's that's actually a good point like the more powerful he gets the more his animation style becomes like less cohesive with yeah, the rest of the movie. it's like less stable yeah because he's mm-hmm. like pulling stuff out of everywhere and i i like the fact that we got to see more of miles family in this one his parents are hilarious like especially his like mom and yeah. stuff she has a lot of really good one-liners and stuff in the movie and it was really kind of nice getting to kind of see more of his kind of like dynamic with them since they don't know that he is spider-man mm-hmm. and then the whole movie, the beginning, the first like fifteen minutes, is all just Gw- like Spider Gwen and getting to kind of see yeah. what she since the last movie, kind of like her home life and what she goes through and has been through. And I Matt during the movie was like, dude, this is honestly like the first five issues of the comic. This is the story, like verbatim, <laughs> like it is very comic book accurate, which. You know, is what everyone really liked about the the first Spider-Man. It's very has a lot of very comic book accurate stuff to yeah. it and visuals. And Spider-Punk was my personal favorite. I fucking loved Spider-Punk. He had some of the best one-liners. Um, just like Hobie, dude. Yes, Hobie was great. Yeah, just his attitude, his animation style was very kind of zine looking and stuff with like the like patchwork kind of like colors and. Stuff like that, and his very like fuck the establishment. He's like, nope, I'm out. Fuck you guys. Like, but he doesn't care. It's so good. Uh, well, and I love like how his guitar was never actually there. Like, it always had like a cutout color around yeah. it. Like, no matter where it was. Yeah. Uh, so, so, are there like two villains in this one? Is it like you know Pedro Pascal's, uh, or is it not? It's not Pedro Pascal. It's um, what's the other guy? Um, uh, the guy Oscar from Moon Knight. Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac, yeah, yeah. Um, so is is it like Oscar Isaac's character is kind of like a misguided protagonist, or is he just kind of like a villain in a diff- in a different way, as opposed to this other guy who's kind of set up to be the the big bad? He's not a villain per se, but he has very much has an agenda that he's trying to complete, and he's not going to let anyone stop it. Yeah, and he and 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 you know it's one of those things like all villains he he thinks he's doing the right thing, and yeah, I was gonna say his motivations I feel are a lot like peacemakers where he's like I will get peace but by any means necessary I will do <laughs> like the world has broken me but I I've come too far to back down from what I have done and what I am doing and I will do what it takes to make everything right 
no matter what, mm-hmm. no one will fucking stop what I'm doing at this point. So that's kind of, he doesn't see himself as the bad guy, but throughout the movie, everyone's kind of like, dude, this guy's a little unhinged. Like he yeah. needs to you know, take his Zoloft and kind of chill out for a minute. That being said, every time Spider-Man 2099 shows up, he is a badass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, holy crap, that dude just, he, he lays some lumber. You know what I mean? It, it's just, he's, he's doing things. Um, but I, I went into this movie and me and my wife went and saw it and we both said the same thing. Like that first one was so good, right? It, it surpassed every expectation I had going into that movie and, and then some, and I genuinely, like I saw all the praise online it was getting, but I was genuinely hoping it was just going to be as good as the first one. Like, I really didn't expect amazing things. I just wanted it to be as good as the first one. It is as good as the first one, except it's way better. Like, it's way better than the first one. And I didn't think that was possible. I would go so far as to say, Justin, maybe this is just recency bias talking, but top three comic book movie all time? Like, I... I was just taken by this. Like it, it shocked me how good this movie was. No, I a hundred percent agree. Shannon before recording asked if I thought it was better than the, and it's hard because the first one's a full package and this one, it is only part one. So, you know, the Mm -hmm. ending, it's kind of still up in the air. Although I will admit, I, I did not see the, like what happens at the end. I did not see coming and the cliffhanger it left on really pissed yeah. me off that I have to wait an entire year now for the second part because it ends on such a high that you, oh, you die. That last sequence. Oh God. Yes. It, yes. If they had told me for an extra $12, I could sit there for another two and a half hours and watch the second half. I would have because I was that invested in it. And I was, I was never more upset that there wasn't a mid or after credit scene. For a movie, mm-hmm. uh, because it's just it was so good, and um, like I said, the first movie was praised beyond for being very comic yeah. book accurate. Very, and this one follows same suit, and they do so many things that it makes you wonder why other comic book movies haven't done similar things. Like multiple times where they call out kind of like comic jargon, and then in the corner, real quick, it pops up and tells you, like, oh, it's this or whatever. Like in comic books where it explains something in the mm-hmm. corner. I love that shit, and they do that so many times, and there's so many really good... The first one tugs on your heartstrings a lot, but it's also kind of more towards the end, where this one, man, dude, beginning, middle, and end, man, it just hits you. And I'm like, man... yeah. Like, I did not think it was going to kind of top those emotional highs, and yet they they did. <laughs> well, and... Uh, yeah, yeah. The... I'm trying to dance around things, but there's amazing cameos yes. in this. Yes, there and is. <laughs> if, you, if you are familiar with Spider-Man comics, when they get to the Spider-Verse, it, it is just a feast for the eye. Like you, there are so many things. And, and it's funny because my wife hasn't read many, if any of these comics, 
And I was like, oh, and then this guy and that guy and that guy. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like on the ride <laughs> home afterwards. And I was like, and then I started explaining and I sounded like a fucking madman, you know, as I'm like, you know, I was, I was, you know, always sunny guy with all the red string on the wall, you know, like it was just, yeah. But it was so great because not only did it reference all the actual, like, animated like i told him before too it's like you know oh you got to see some like the the 90s spider-man like cartoon stuff and you got to see like the more modern like what is it like marvelous whatever spider-man but it also references every single live action like spider-man movie in some way shape or form and the fact that they like at the beginning of the movie when it starts out with in association with marvel they put that to the like they push that to the fullest extent yeah. of we are going to use all the resources we can from Marvel to put in this fucking movie, which was great. Like it, it surprised well, me and, numerous times. And I love at the very beginning when the comic code of America yeah. logo shows up, like boom, like that was really funny. Uh, and I love how they do this the credits a second time when Miles' story starts. Yeah, you know, it's like they have the whole opening credit sequence, and it's like Spider Gwen, and then oh, we're doing it again because it's Miles, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I I want to put how that movie ends with a moment in a video game, but I'm not going to because the minute <laughs> I say it, Shannon's gonna know yeah. what I'm talking about, but. God. Yeah, I, that was the other thing. That was the other thing we were saying. Like, if I could have paid another for another ticket and watched two more hours, I would have. Was that the fastest two plus hour movie you've ever seen? Like, that was one of those that like wrapped up, and I'm like, it's been two hours and twenty minutes. Well, like, what the hell? It was like, so weird because they're like because I know some people didn't know that it was going to be a part one because it doesn't say part one yeah. like, anywhere in the title or anything. So I know some people who didn't know that going in were kind of taken aback by that. But knowing that, there was multiple times throughout the movie where I thought, oh, this is the point where it's going to end. And then it kept going. So I was like, okay. I'm like, let's see where this goes. And now, okay, it's obviously going to end kind of like right here. And then it's still going like, okay. And then I'm like, oh, dude, this is so good. And then it ends. And I'm like, god damn it. Like, I almost wish it would have ended earlier because it just kept getting my hopes up higher and higher the longer it went on. Oh, man. Yeah, that ramp up at the end. Jesus Christ. But, um, yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough. I'm stunned. Like, it, it it didn't just it wasn't just better than the first one it was way better than the first one which I didn't think was possible mm-hmm. I mean get this team doing everything right now like I don't even care like hand them whatever project give them the squirrel girl movie I'm all over it at this point <laughs> like just let's go um, but yeah Shannon you, when you can you you need to yeah. see it i got i got some relief coming on the 12th of this month so uh because uh, the in-laws are, are coming back into town so maybe after the 12th I'll, I'll be able to get out and see it yeah definitely a good date night movie like it's good it's good mm-hmm. um anyone see anything else well i mean you also finished this but uh ted lasso yeah. wrapped up this week and uh oh. 
talk about yeah. like an emotional like button end to like uh-huh. a phenomenal series um like this will go down as one of my favorite like tv shows of all time like mm-hmm. it is it is going to be one of those things i watch when i need cheered up or like i'm looking for something comfortable or just something to make me feel better about myself um like i avoided this episode because like much like my senior year in high school like you know like you kind of forget all the bad shit and you're just hanging around with all your friends and like you all know stuff is gonna end but like you know you're all just kind of hanging out and enjoying like the last couple minutes and just you know soaking up everything you can about it right that's what i felt like this last episode was i mean it was an hour and 20 long longer than all the other episodes um and I was kind of wondering where they were going to leave things. And man, like they just, they nailed it. Like for a last, a season for like, I mean, and you can't say that about a lot of the, like the big shows that have come out, like, you know, Game of Thrones and all those like botched their endings pretty bad. Uh, this Ted Lasso, I mean, like they, I think they did a pretty good, a pretty good job. Uh, I cried. I'm not going to lie. It was very yeah. emotional. For what, me. what, <laughs> what, what gotcha? What was the moment? Oh man. The believe. The believe, I think I was just like, damn it. <laughs> it was amazing how like cheesy of a moment that was. Mm-hmm. And it works so well. Like I'm mm-hmm. watching this going like, God damn, this is the cheesiest thing. And and it, and it got me. It did. It got mm-hmm. me. But it was so dumb. But it got me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it does. I mean, like there's so many things like, um, you know, like you could just see that there was nothing that was going to get Ted to make, to renege on his decision. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he was going to, he was going to, he was going to go. And like, you know, um, you know, the owner was like, what can I do to get you to stay? Yeah. Like if you go, I go like, you know, there's all this, like, you know, talk about like what's going to happen. And I'm worried about the team. I love all the people mm-hmm. on the team. Uh, you know, I was thinking that Nate was going to end up being the coach yeah. um, because, you know, he's kind of like the, di- like the, the brains behind like the plays. Um, but to see Roy Kent kind of pick up the mantle and go with yeah. it, I was like super like stoked about that too. Um, the only part that I thought was a little off key was the whole Keeley, uh, Jamie Roy yeah. like triangle. That's the thing that kind of made it weird. But like Roy Kent wanting to be part of the Diamond Dogs, I was like, yes, I was yeah, like, that part was amazing. <laughs> and he's like, arf, arf, yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, oh man. <laughs> And then I okay. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do they keep the show going, but without Ted? It's it's lined up. Everyone's there, including Beard now, except for Ted. And the show was never really about Ted. Like he was a he was a focus point, but there were a lot of focus points in the show. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're lined up for a show called The Richmond Way now. After the name of the book, mm-hmm. do you think do you think they do that? I think that they go a different direction. I think they do a women's soccer team, and they do the start the of that. Brought up at the end. Yes, I, yeah. I think if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do a show, you're gonna do that. You're gonna have like people from this show like make guest appearances on that one. Okay, and then okay. Uh, that would be the way I think it would go. Um, I would or like to see Nate, more. Nate coaches the women's team. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I would like, yeah, I would like to see something like that pop up. Um, you know, because I mean, like, I think, you know, there is there is something still there, right? Yeah. Um, 
because I was talking to with my wife about it, and she was just like, "You can't like anything you do now." I think would kind of tarnish this this soccer team, right? Like you got to mm-hmm. start fresh. So like you know, she was she's on board for like the all women version of it, and like I would be there to for it too. Like, but you the, you can't you can't have it be the same dynamic, right? You have to find adjacent, but you know, different. Like you know, something that's similar but still new. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a big challenge. I was like, you know, what they need to do is just put this on a shelf for like five years and then bring back Jason Sudeikis and make him like do something like hockey or some other weird sport that he's never done before, you know, right? <laughs> like just touch up on it again. Um, but, you know, I it, I did not want this show to end. I did yeah. not want it to end. And I'm very sad that it ended, but it, it ended on a high note. So, But also like... I like the way it ended where it's like, no, life is still going on. We're just turning the cameras off now. You just mm-hmm. don't get to see these characters anymore. But it's like, they're all still there. They're all still doing their thing, you know? And, and yeah, I, I, it was one of the better series finales I could ever remember in reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, did it wrap up every little thing in a neat boat? No, it didn't. But it hit the important ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, they got like the whole Rupert man, the Rupert thing, like kind mm-hmm. of sorted out. Like, you know, they got, you know, the the owner like deciding what she wants to do. Uh, you know, I, I think if they do bring back the show, I think uh, I think she's gonna take like a, a less of a role in it too. I think it's gonna be more like Keely and like you know, kind of her running the show because it's her kind of thing. Um, so I, I would say like you know, the owner would probably be in it a lot less. But um, but yeah, every trying to think if there was anything in particular that was just like nagging me that didn't get finished, and I don't think there is. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, Joe. Great show, great show. Justin, you watch anything? No, I have not. Now that Ted Lasso's over, though, I do want to watch it at some point, and I think now that it's kind of all out and stuff, I'll start it eventually at some point, but. I've yeah, heard nothing we're, but we're good talk- things about it. We're talking about doing an entire rewatch of it at this point because it's just that good. I want to watch the whole you thing know, again. I was gonna say there were there are three things I'm guaranteed to watch that my wife will watch, sit down and watch with me every single time. Mm-hmm. The original Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. Um, John, any of any John Wick and Ted Lasso. <laughs> Scrubs? Scrubs isn't on that list? Uh, I, to be guilty, guilt, like, I guess, uh, in confession corner here, okay. uh, like, I've never, I've, I've maybe watched one season of Scrubs. Okay, fair enough. Like, never, never, not, not that I didn't want to, it was just, you know, I was doing other yeah. things when that show was on. Also a hell of a show. Hell mm-hmm. of a show. I, I never saw an episode I didn't like. Well, um... I think we've got a show, gentlemen. Yes. Uh, Justin, why don't you take us in for a landing? You know what, guys? Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. You know, did you guys watch uh, Across the Spider-Verse? Did you like it? Head on over to the Beware There's Spoilers Here section of the Discord, and uh, you know we can talk about it since uh, we had to put on little earmuffs for Shannon since he didn't get to see it. And uh, while you're at it, Head on over to Spotify. Give your boys a review. Let us know uh, how we're doing. And uh, 
Zach, if uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey, guys, go be great. And don't worry, I got Bible verses I'm going to recite while we play Diablo 4 together, guys, so we're protected.